Welcome to the Heart of the Athlete. This is Reggie Etheridge welcoming you to the radio program for the Fellowship of Christian Athletes, featuring what God is doing in the hearts and lives of coaches and athletes in Idaho. Now, here are your hosts. Well, good morning, folks, and welcome to the Heart of the Athlete here on KBXL 94.1. I'm Ken Lewis. I'm the director for the Fellowship of Christian Athletes here in Idaho. And our co-host this morning is Pablo Moreno. Pablo, it's great to have you in the studio with us. Hey, it's always great to be here, Ken. Yep. Pablo is our FCA director for Ada County, so it's great to have you here. I know we've had a few shows we haven't been together with. It's been a little while, it seems like. it's good to be back together. Well, we are super blessed to have Lydia Brownfield in the studio with us this morning. Lydia, welcome to the show. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. It's really a pleasure. Thank you, everyone. Well, we've been looking forward to having you on the air. And so uh, first, I want to thank you, our sponsors, uh, both for the Fellowship of Christian Athletes and for this radio show here. And first off, Awakenings Coffee House. They're on the northwest corner of Overland and Five Mile. We appreciate their support of of, uh, Heart of the Athlete, as well as Jim's Well Drilling. Uh, Just a great man of God, does awesome work. If you have a piece of property, need a well drilled, or you need him to to come check out some things there. You have some questions about that. He uh, services Southwest Idaho, both here in the Treasure Valley, as well as in Valley County. And then uh, Hall and Associates, uh, former Boy State uh, football coach, Skip Hall, his uh, investment and uh, financial planning um, uh, services here. We appreciate uh, his support of the Heart of the Athlete, uh, both for individuals, trust, corporate, all kinds of questions like that. Uh, you can, and by the way, you can give the station a call and we'll get you in contact with these folks if you have any questions about this or need these services. And lastly, uh, Mike Verdon, uh, auto and RV sales there on just west of Eagle Road on Fairview Avenue there in Meridian. Um, if you're looking for an RV or an auto, man, they got a lot of great vehicles over there and they, I know they do people really well and they, uh, they just, they're, they're great folks and, and just appreciate and love Mike Verdon and uh, his support of the Fellowship of Christian Athletes. Well, Pablo, hey, we've got a camp coming up, don't we, here in just a, a couple weeks, and we, registration's still open for that, don't we? Yep, yep. Every year we have the opportunity and, and the privilege to host uh, one of the main FC Northwest sport camps. Um, it's going to be happening June 25th through the 29th, and every year it's held at NNU out in Nampa. And uh, if you have a child that's is heading into seventh grade, Ken, yeah, incoming 7th through 12th grade. And it's going to be 7th through 12th grade. If you have a student who loves uh, sports and is looking for an opportunity this summer to to grow and, and just develop their skill sets in that sport, FCA camp offers that. Um, but what's also unique about this camp is it's not just a sport camp, but it's an opportunity to grow um, in, in your personal walk with the Lord. We have many kids who come for soccer, but they leave more spiritually in tune with Jesus. And uh, that's one of the greatest aspects of this camp is it's a great opportunity to to grow in your walk with Christ and, and discover how how Jesus created sports and how he cares how you perform on and off the field. Um, but you can go to fcidaho.org and all the information is on there, the cost, the dates, the registration. And again, if your student is heading into seventh um, and, and going into 12th, this is a great camp for them. And um, there's still time to sign up. And we even have the opportunity of having the current USA Olympic female wrestler coming out, Helen Morelius, right, right, Ken? Yep, yeah, Olympic champ in 2016 and the current uh, world champ, the 2017 world champ. Mm-hmm. Didn't have a point scored against her at all on the world championships in 
last uh, last August, and uh, she's going to be speaking that first night at, at camp as well. Yep. So these are the the caliber um, technicians we bring out to really pour into the kids, college coaches, phenomenal high school coaches, um, athletes who just love the Lord and want to commit part of their summer to investing in the next generation. Yeah. So you can get more information at fcaidaho.org and you can sign up there. And uh, there's some some cool videos on there. And uh, so it's a great opportunity for, and we've got a lot of different sports offered. So, <laughs> and one of our coaches that's going to be helping us out with women's basketball, girls basketball is Lydia Bramfield, who's in the studio with us this morning and former, or she's a current assistant coach at NNU in Napa. So, and uh, how many years have you been at NNU? Is this, was this just your first year, Lydia? It's my first year coaching, yes, but I actually graduated from there kind of at an older age, but two uh-huh. years ago, so I did go to school a little bit. Actually, not a little bit, a year and a half. I got my degree and started coaching last year, so two and a half years almost. Two and a half years yeah. at NNU, and that's great. And you guys had an incredible season, the women's basketball at, at Northwest Nazarene, and uh, um, you guys were league, league champs. It's the best season in, since NNU's become uh, Division Two for the women's basketball, is that right? That's what people are saying. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, it's an amazing girl, an amazing head coach, an amazing assistant. Just amazing group to work with. Yeah, so it's really a blessing. That's great. Well, folks, Lydia here. You, some of you might remember her. She she played at Boise State in the early '90s, and she's originally from Bulgaria. And uh, you're you're still the all-time leading scorer in Boise State women's basketball history. That's amazing. And uh, I was just going through some of your, your bio. I know that you coached uh, for the Macedonians, uh, the Macedonian national team. And uh, I know when you originally came here, you were on that. Uh, we're going to get into this, the, the Bulgarian national team playing in the Goodwill Games. And, and uh, that's a very unique story. So I, want, I don't want to spoil that. So I'll let you tell that. But I was looking at some of the things on here, your bio. You were um, all conference as a, as a freshman. And then uh, you were the MVP of the Big Sky Conference back in 1994. And uh, you played professional in Europe. How many years did you play in Europe, uh, professional basketball? It was pretty long time. <laughs> Since 94, is that right? Kind of, yes. And then I, when did you retire? I was 44 and a half. I kind of <laughs> overdid it, I think. <laughs> but I was just blessed to stay healthy. The whole. I think that's kind of the measure for professional sports. If yeah. you're healthy, you can do it. You get all the experience you're can outsmart people a little bit. Smarter, not harder. Huh? <laughs> right. Yeah. Wow. What's the secret of of playing that long, that longevity? What What do you What do you find was your secret? To- I always say it's God. There's no way in my own strength I couldn't play so so long. It was just uh, really a blessing to, as I said, to be healthy most of all. Uh huh. And just I love the game so much that I just enjoy every minute of it. And I, yeah. Wow. Well, that's that's. That's amazing. So, so Lydia, how did you, um, how did you get started in sports? How, when you were a girl growing up in Bulgaria, how did you get started? Yeah, I started in track and field first. I did that from age of eight until thirteen. And um, one day, my dad took me to the basketball gym, and there was like a basketball practice. And I, that's the first time I saw the game. Kind of, I just fell in love in the same second, and I kind of transferred from track and field to basketball and I guess ever since I was 13 until I'm 48 now so it's been basketball all my life uh-huh. and so yeah wow and I know you got to play there at Boise State for June Doherty mm-hmm. just a legendary coach in Boise State history and I know she went on to coach at 
for the University of Washington and Washington State, and you still have a, a good friendship with her, don't you? Yes, in fact, after the interview, we're going to coffee, so, yeah. Oh, wow, is she yes. back in Boise? Uh, she's back in Boise. We both moved here at the same time, pretty much. Wow. So, yeah, two months ago, month wow. and a half, yeah. That's neat. Well, how did you... Um, how did how did how did God use basketball? How did how did He use all that to bring you to the United States? So um, that's an interesting question because I came to the States two times. I'd like to say my previous life and my second life, if that makes sense. So, <laughs> are we talking about the first time I came? Or? Sure. Yeah, the first time. Okay. Well, I came in 1990, as you said, like a 19-year-old teenager who um, grew up in communism, where there was no. People going to church were talking about God. It's actually forbidden. We were churches were closed, and we couldn't really have Bibles or anything like that. And I'm sure you've heard about communism, how they kind of try to be to control everything. So I came to the states at the end of 19, just dreaming to play basketball. And I, after my um, freshman year in school, I just met someone who led me to the Lord, and that's where it all started. But it's the short version of the story. Right. <clears throat> so so you knew as a young girl, as you were coming up as a young teenager, that uh, basketball was a way that you could come see the United States, right? Exactly, yeah. That's uh, exactly how I would put it. Um, we, as I said, in communism, one of the kind of restrictions was we weren't able to travel anywhere. It was just kind of closed. So I was about... 14, when I realized, whoa, if I'm on the national team, I could get to travel. <laughs> so that was my goal, Kahir. I need to work hard and get on that national team so I could go see places. And I was about 17 when they, I, I guess I made the team. And the first place they took us was the United States. Mm. Um, and it was, I still remember my first impression, like the first time we landed was in Chicago and I was like a 17-year-old teenager and I was like, oh, whoa, this is amazing, incredible. Um, so we played like 14 games with different colleges, Arbogena national team anyway, and every day we would play or travel, I would think to myself, if I ever get to go to the States again, that's where I'm going to stay. There's no way I'm going back to Bulgaria. Mm -hmm. That's how much I like them. So you, you, the, you said to yourself that <clears throat> if I ever come back again... Mm -hmm. I'm going to stay. That was in 88, yes. As an eight, so, I'm going to stay there. Yes. That's, in the United States. Wow. That's what it was in my mind, going on through my mind. And So when did you uh, come back? Two years later? Just two years later, yeah. I got the chance again. As we said, the, at the Goodwill Games, our team was invited to play. And I know there was a blessing too, because only like the top eight teams from all the world kind of make it. Mm. And they invited little Bulgaria. So <laughs> I here I am again. And that time I didn't... I. After our last game, I kind of packed my bags and told everybody I'm staying here. And so, yeah. But I still, even to this day, I think this is kind of crazy. <laughs> but back then, I didn't know that there was God's plan of showing me who he is through me staying here and learning wow. about him. So that's how I see it. That's incredibly bold. I mean, for you to sit there and pack your bags and leave your passport, visa, and all that stuff and Remember two years ago, though, I decided that so I had a plan nobody knew about. It was already in the works for two years. It was kind of, yeah. yes. So. Wow, what was the reaction from your coach and your teammates as, as you were kind of being pulled, that you were pulling yourself away at that time? Yeah, they wanted me to think it over, and they uh, said that it's really dangerous to do that. It was exactly at the time where communism was kind of 
falling everywhere in Europe, like in 89 and 90. So it's kind of a period where we would, I wouldn't know if I would ever be able to go back. Mm. Wow. But I, that wasn't, I wouldn't listen to anyone. I was just very firm that I need to stay here and play college basketball. I don't know. That was my dream. So. And what did your family say? Did they, they have a heads up? No. They didn't have any idea. No. Yeah. They, you know, I still can imagine they were waiting at the airport for me to come uh-huh. with the oh team. And they, there's wow. the daughter not there. And my mom cried for weeks. She told me later. Oh. I know I broke their hearts for a while. But yeah. Wow. So you're in Seattle. The Goodwill Games just finishes up. And... Um, and folks, if you just joined us, we're visiting this morning here with Lydia Brownfield, uh, assistant basketball coach over at NNU. And uh, so at the Goodwill Games, you just finished up. How did you end up in Boise from Seattle? Yeah, I I think that was God's plan too. I guess everything is God's plan. I don't know. <laughs> I, I hope that we try, sometimes we try to interrupt with his plan and we kind of make mistakes on our own. But I, um, one of our leaders of the basketball national team in Seattle was actually an assistant coach here at Boise. And as soon as the games were finished, I told her name was Lisa. I told her, Lisa, I'm not going back to Bulgaria. Would you help me to play college basketball somewhere? And she's like, you're not. I, I still remember <laughs> the expression on her face. And of course, she contacted June, who was the head coach at the time, and told her all this. Actually, there was two of us. I wasn't the only one. There's oh, two wow. of us. Yeah, so... Um, June was like, oh, two national players, sure, bring them on. So we kind of, from Seattle, we came on an official visit. as wow. a, And they offered us a scholarship, so that's how it all started. Wow. Wow, that's an amazing story. Well, how did God use that then to bring you to his feet to eventually surrender your life to Christ? Yeah, well, um, I started my freshman year in 1991, actually, I missed the first half season because um, of transferring my credits from university, being eligible and every, university in Bulgaria. And my fresh, after my freshman year, in the, I, well, I should say my first year, I did everything all crazy freshmen do. Crazy, that's not a good word, but freshmen okay. do. I partied, I dated guys, things that I never knew I wasn't supposed to do. Hmm. But um, after my freshman year was over, I met someone who he was one of the assistants uh, coaching uh, coaches at the track and field at that time and he at Boise State and he was probably his name is Tommy Suck he was probably the most incredible person I've met in my life I still think that and all the time we would spend time together I would think well what what is different about this man I Mm. never could figure it out for about a month or two and like a little bit later he actually presented the gospel to me and I saw Jesus in him, and that's what drawn me to, wow. to the gospel. So wow. that's, I, I drastic, drastic. I shouldn't say drastically. I just fell in love with God and Jesus, and just my life changed for the better. Wow! So. Isn't that a great, um, just a great example? That I think one of the greatest things we can offer people is just an example. You know, like Absolutely, you said, he. Yeah. Uh, what is different? It wasn't that he was shoving mm-hmm. any you know, theology down your throat or really pushing For a it. long time. Yeah, yeah. And just... I always wonder, what's wrong with this person? Yeah. No, was... something is different. I need to know. So. Yeah, I was reading this devotion the other day talking about um, a lighthouse and what was the purpose of a lighthouse? It does two things. It offers a beacon of hope for those who were at sea for a long time. It's like, oh, finally there's land, right? But it also serves as a warning that careful, there's rocks here and you got to avoid. Sure. And the greatest thing we can be for people is, is a lighthouse like why aren't you partying or 
why are you so kind? You know, it's a beacon mm-hmm. of refreshment and serve as a warning. But yeah, what a what an amazing example of yeah, of this Christ wrought light. Well, I know at that time, FCA would just kind of got started. It's kind of small at that point. You got involved a little bit with that. And yeah. then you started going to a church here, a Capital Christian. Yes. And God just used that to, you know, as you grew in the Lord. And, and uh, so that, I mean, that's exciting now. God brought you to Boise because of basketball. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when you look back at that. What, he had a bigger plan, that's mm-hmm. for sure. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. So, so how did you get involved in coaching? I, of course, and we already talked about your professional days then after Boise State. And then uh, how was it that you got, in, you got into coaching? Well, I guess back in Europe, I was, um, I was coaching. It was just in the summer because I would have my basketball season as a player from September to May. And the national teams are all only in the summer. So just those three months. So. Um, Macedonia doesn't really have very good women's basketball, so I'd actually volunteered my time. I nobody else wanted to do it. I don't even know if that makes sense, but did that's how it's you? over. The, no, they didn't pay you. Wow. No, but I just. But you volunteered. I did. I wow. did. I well, it taught me a lot of things because I plan to eventually, after I finish my career, to to start coaching. So um, that's where I started, and then when I came back to the states for a second time, which was three years ago, I. Um, always dreamed to uh, coach in college and not just because I love the game so much but because of the I think coaches can really have impact on players in a lot of different ways not just teaching them the game but just teaching them um, I think those f- four years from 18 to 22 for young girls and boys of course it are extremely important of how their life and what di- in what direction their mm-hmm. life is going to yeah. go later mm-hmm. on so um, I like that aspect even more than teaching them basketball because basketball is temporary, but I think God's, God's eternal. So That's right. That's um, right. There's a, there's always more that happens after the season ends or even so after that more. period. And even though you got to play for 40, you know, you, <laughs> up until you're 44. Um, Not quite that long. It, it, <laughs> you, uh, you, you, there, there's always an end of, of playing and there's, there's that next end. season, right? And what are, what are the kids going to do after that? Mm-hmm. Uh, but you're you're right. One of the greatest, some of the greatest people who will have the greatest impact on the lives of young adults are coaches. I think it was Billy Graham. What's his famous quote, Ken? Yeah, it just talks about the influence of a coach and how a coach can influence more people in one season, in one year, like you're saying, Lydia, than some people can have over a whole lifetime. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's just something about it, isn't there? When you're on a mm-hmm. team and you're working to a common goal and purpose and striving and straining and there's injuries and hurdles and all that stuff going on. So Lydia, you know, what, what would you say um, has been kind of a key verse in your life that has been something that you've always come back to as a great word of encouragement for you? Sure. There's a lot of, I, uh, it's hard to pick one, but if I would, I would have to, I would mention, uh, I would quote uh, Philippians 4, 6 and 7. I'll try to paraphrase it a little. I'll, I normally read my Bible mostly in my language. So, yes, yes. <laughs> but it goes something like, um, be anxious for nothing, but in everything, uh, give your prayers and requests to God. And actually the second verse is even better. And the peace of God that surpasses all understanding will gu- guide your heart and minds through Christ yeah. Jesus. I think I Yeah, no, that's close. good. I think most I hope. people know that verse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Philippians 4, 6, and 7. And um, that's a great go-to verse because everybody, whether it's sports or marriage or student life, 
there's always going to be something that's knocking on the door to make us anxious. Always, Absolutely. always, yeah. right? Every day. And mm-hmm. uh, the privilege we have as the the kids of God is that we can we can lay him at his feet and trust that he he is the good shepherd, you know, right. and he takes care of us. So, what would what advice would you give to you know young young adults who who are um, playing sports and are tempted to make sport their idol to to find their identity in sports what what advice would would you give to young adults who are in that place that's a really good question because i think that while i was playing professional basketball i would be honest i had a few years where i thought i'm doing it all on my by myself and i i would even say that basketball would was my god which is really Mm. a bad thing to say but we always i I don't know exactly who said it, but someone said that we we don't have a choice. We always worship someone. Mm-hmm. And it would always be a wrong choice to worship someone else but God. That's what I think. And that's what I've seen through my life yeah. experience. So mm. I did it and I know I've been there. So. Yeah. Um, yep. Yeah, that's good to not, you know, worship something that's meant to be enjoyed. Yeah. Not, mm-hmm. not worship. You know, I've heard it said that uh, sports is a great pastime but it's a terrible master you know absolutely yes yeah, and, yeah. that's a really good thing mm-hmm. yeah you know you think about it that happens in a lot of areas of life i mean we so many of us we're human beings we worship the creation mm-hmm. whatever that might be it could be cars it could be sports it could be money it could be whatever fill in the blank so many versus ways. worshiping the creator the creator of those things and so well lydia i i have a couple quotes here this is from trish Trish Benford, who you played with at Boise State, she said that this Lydia is one of the smoothest and most skilled post players ever to play basketball at Boise State and and the Big Sky Conference. And then June, who you're getting ready to go have coffee with right now, uh, this is what June Doherty said, and I, I want to lead this into a question. It says Lydia is one of the finest and most talented basketball players to grace the Big Sky Big Sky Conference and on other opponents nationally. It says her elite offensive skills led her to set and hold NCAA field gold in both men's and women's basketball for numerous years. And you scored her, uh, uh, and we talked about the most points, but 1,834 points and 770 rebounds over the course of your career. Amazing stuff while you played for June. What was it about June that, how did she impact your life, you know, as a coach, back in there because you you talked about the influence of coach and probably had you know we're talking about that that quote as far as june uh you know because i know she went on after boy state to be with the huskies and then at washington state there in pullman and had a she had a great career you know coaching what was it about june doherty that that you love to play for her and i mean you guys are still friends today we're still friends i always think that god has a special has a special plan for both of us i always believe that i don't know I'm going to actually tell her to listen to that interview because she has said the same things a few months ago. Oh. And um, uh, playing for her, especially our, my senior year, was amazing for her and, and her husband. He he coached also. He was an assistant. Um, we, she was able to make the team have such a great chemistry that we, when I was a freshman, we started from a very small team. Boise State wasn't known, but not to brag, especially Trish Binford, who you just quoted, was one of the reasons we actually made it to the top 15 teams in the country my senior year, which back then they looked at it like a big success. And I was, I always think That's that huge. coach <laughs> is always at least half of the success. I believe that. So that would be June. Uh, huh. Wow. Yeah. Well, Lydia, 
Man, it's just been a pleasure. And thank you for taking the time to be here with us this morning and uh, to be on the on the air with the Heart of the Athlete. And uh, so thank you so much. It's been a blessing. So, Thanks folks, so much, been, Ken and Pablo. Thank you. It was you. a pleasure. Thank, thank you. you. Oh, you bet. Well, folks, you've been we've been visiting here this morning with uh, Lydia Bramfield, formerly Lydia Barvanova, who is an uh, uh, all-time leading scorer at Boise State and now a current assistant coach with the women's basketball program at NNU. So, folks, if you're interested in FCA and want to get more information about the Fellowship of Christian Athletes, you can go to fcaidaho.org. And we got information on the camps, the camp coming up uh, June 25th through 29th. We've still got time to sign up. So you got grandkids out there, nieces, nephews, your own kids. Um, give us a call. Also, you can get in touch with Pablo or myself or Ryan or Sean. We have Sean Rooney now who's on staff in Canyon County as well. And then Ryan Seals over there. Mm-hmm. So, well, Pablo, it's been great to have you on the air this morning. Hey, thanks, Ken. It's always fun. God bless you. Thanks for listening today. If you are interested in getting involved with FCA or would like to donate to the FCA ministry, you can contact us through the FCA Idaho website at fcaidaho.org. Join us next week for The Heart of the Athlete, a production of the Fellowship of Christian Athletes in Idaho and KBXL, The Voice. You're